You are listening to The Real Men Feel Show with your hosts, Andy Grant and Apio Hunter. Real Men Feel is all about encouraging men to allow and express all of their emotions. Despite what you may have been taught, all emotions do serve you. Real Men Feel is committed to opening up discussions that most men aren't having, but you certainly don't need to be a man to join us. The Real Men Feel podcast is produced live every Tuesday at 8 p.m. Eastern for your growth and enjoyment. You can find more information about the Real Men Feel movement at realmenfeel.org. Come back often and feel free to add the podcast to your favorite RSS feed or subscribe on iTunes by visiting realmenfeel.org slash iTunes. You can also follow us on Twitter at realmenfeel.org and at facebook.com slash realmenfeelshow. All links mentioned in each episode are in the show notes found on the blog at realmenfeel.org. This is a weekly program and your comments, feedback, and participation are welcome during the live show and anytime in the Facebook group, on Twitter, or at realmenfeel.org. Now, let's get into this week's show. Hello and welcome to Real Men Feel. This is Andy Grant. Welcome to episode 47. Very excited to have you here. In addition to welcome all you fabulous listeners, let me first also welcome my fabulous friend and co-host, Apio Hunter. Hey, hey, Andy. How's it going? Very good. How are you doing this week? I'm having a fantastic week, and it's just going to keep getting better. That's right. It is. And imagine that. We're recording on a Monday, so just think what the week's going to be like. Yeah, it's, it's like we have an extra day in our week because we've adjusted our schedule. And we don't adjust our schedule just for anybody, either. Uh-uh. Uh, tonight's, oh, no. tonight's guest is returning for her second appearance. Her first appearance was really just last month. It was episode 44. She joined us to talk about open relationships. And I know I learned a lot over the course of that discussion, um, including that Diva once worked as an escort. And that really opened up tonight's topic. But so please give it up for the vixen goddess herself, Diva Logan. Hi, booze. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so happy to have you back. I'm so happy to be back. I brought wine this time. Ah, It's going to be one of those shows. Yes. So Diva is a relationship, sex, and life enthusiast whose life's mission is to help people to transform their lives using sex and love. Here, here. I feel like sex needs to be the topic of everybody's, like, number one priority. Have sex regularly. Great. So it's, uh, we thought this would be a nice alternative subject matter for a Valentine's show. Instead of going all, all gooey and love and chocolate and flowers, you know, let's bring it. What can you learn from an escort? What sort of romance tips and intimacy tips perhaps you'll, you'll unleash on us tonight as well? Oh, I'm going to open it up with every woman or man should love their partner like they are the side chick or the side man. Everyone. Awesome. So let, let's, let's back it up a little bit. And why don't you share with us how, how you became an escort, how you got into that line of work? I, I imagine it wasn't like a high school guidance counselor said, you'd make a great escort. Well, no, it wasn't a high school guidance counselor or somebody else. But, um, well, I always loved the movie Pretty Woman, cliche. But no, that's not really why I got into it. It's a very... Um, embarrassing kind of story how I got into working as an escort. I had an abortion. I took some money from my mother and I wanted to make it back really, really fast. (laughs) And that's how I got into escorting. And then um, 
I paid her back, I think. I remember it a little time ago. Um, I think I paid back. I don't remember. So then I picked up and moved to Chicago to chase the dream. And dream didn't work out well. So I picked up sponsors. So I've had this kind of like on the sugar daddy, um, sugar daddy perspective and from the like taking calls through someone else experience as well. And and how how long was your, your escort time? Oh, um, the first time I did it a couple months. The second time it was also a couple months. But um, in that time, I got to meet a whole lot of different people. Um, and I was, I'm the type of person, I'm kind of like a workaholic. So there would be times when I would just be like two, three, four days at a time, like any time, just call me. And so I got to go on a lot of calls that way. Um, the first time, the second time when I was in Chicago, it was more of a one-on-one -on -one type. We got to sit down and really get to know each other. And I think for them, they never necessarily, the second time, the men that I was dealing with had never necessarily met a woman who's like me, a huge nerd and really about and everything. I mean, it was that the first time too, but it's a little bit different when you're one on with somebody as opposed to spending half an hour, 40 minutes with them. So I'm curious about something. Are there what particular myths? I'm just gonna jump right into it and say ask you <laughs> what particular myths about escorts do you want to dispel? If any. Um that escorts are stupid. <clears throat> like we're not. Escorts are essentially entrepreneurs. They're just happen to, happening to use the very thing that most women give away for free. They're making money from it. Mm -hmm. So that's the only difference. Escorts are getting paid. Not all of us walk a track. Um, and I say us because once you're a part of the sex working business, it's not quite like you know, it's not like you get out of it at some point in time. You just, once you, it, it's almost like a bike. Like when you learn how to ride a bike, you never get how to ride it. So there are times when I actually go out now that I walk into a bar and I'll scan the entire room and be like, him, 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 her. And I have to be like, okay, we're not here for that. <laughs> That's not, not what we're here for. But uh, escorts very brave people, especially ones that go on individual calls, because you're walking into a space that you don't know with a stranger every single time, and you are having sex with that person in some way, shape, or form. Dangerous, but extremely brave, extremely, um, a good escort mm -hmm. is a awesome business person, because She's marketing herself consistently. She is a great salesperson because she's literally selling herself or she's selling. She's also a great actress because then she's still selling acts as well. Um, escorts are, are very talented. Not that you 
that they have sex because, oh, they're just about something or, oh, like many times these women are doing this because having a nine to five, they're making twice as much money as they would if they went to a nine to five job. They get to be at home with their kids if they've had, if they've had children. Um, and they, they are interacting with people on a regular everyday basis. They're literally service workers. So they're providing a service and they're getting paid sometimes not so well, mm-hmm. but they're getting paid very well for this service. And if they're budgeting right and managing their money right, they can, it, it, it's very, very lucrative. Um, there is a dark side to the industry. I'm not going to deny that. I personally feel like escorting prostitution should be legalized. Um, so that it can be regulated and we can stop child tracking prostitution. There can, I mean, I'm not saying that won't be black markets, but that'll help cut down on the black market in, in a sense. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there can be relations as far as TV thing and, and you know, all this stuff. You guys know that I'm very open about the fact that I have these and the, that I've been in these situations. I do want to say that when I was working as an escort, I was, the first time I had not been diagnosed with herpes, I had not, I did not know if I had it. So it's very possible that I picked up herpes from doing that. Mm-hmm. But also the second time around, I was taking suppression medication on a regular basis. So it wasn't like I was just out there like fucking people and, and putting them at risk. So right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So so you I think earlier before we started you said you there were like five main things you learned about men during this yes. Time, right? Yes, definitely. Just one second. Hold on. I, I've had a baby moment. <laughs> no, no baby. I don't want a tortilla. Can you go back and sit and watch so a movie? Being a mom never stops. That's so true. <laughs> Can I get off? <clears throat> and you know what? Being a parent Come here. Come here. never stops either because we have moments as well. Where How about this? I'll lick it off. It's a four-legged. <laughs> Do you okay. want to say hi? Okay. Go sit down and finish watching your Dory movie. I licked it off. You're good. There's no beans on your tortilla. All right, so no guest appearance. Sounds gonna sound like no, no <laughs> guest appearances. No, she thought about it though. Yeah, and I then she said, "Yeah, no thanks." She's very polite when she wants to be. Great, um, as we all are. Yes, <laughs> I like that caveat there. <laughs> but yes, there are five specific things that I learned when I worked as an escort, um, and and these five things. I feel like we're the things that we can understand and realize specifically about men and another that they can realize as to. I'm not making a justification for cheating. Let me give that disclaimer right now. There is no justified reason for somebody to lie and cheat in their situation. However, these five things are spaces to understand the why behind it so i have five topics um i'm going to jump into them now if you guys don't mind um so the number one thing that i learned well let's start at five number five men are emotional could you repeat Um, that 
Men are emotional beings. Emotional beings. Yes. If not more emotional than men are. Um, because of society and, and manhood, when a man hires an escort, he's with a total and complete stranger. He doesn't know her unless they have developed a certain, and that's kind of when the sugar daddy kicks in, sugar daddy aspect kicks in. But when they're first meeting, he doesn't know who she is. She's a complete and total stranger. And there are no pretenses because you're literally about to hand somebody cash for a very intimate experience. Mm-hmm. not super intimate but intimate nonetheless mm-hmm. so they get to relax they don't th- there's no I don't have to be anybody I don't have to be the doctor I don't have to be the lawyer I don't have to be the professional I don't have to be the dad I don't have to be the husband I can drop all that and essentially be exactly who I am because I'm probably never going to see this woman again ever in life. And if I do, I get to share this intimate space with her. So there's also one, if if a person decides that they want to continue this situation with an escort and, and have, have these, these encounters with her, there's, there's an intimacy that is bred from that space. Um, But men, emotional beings, they will show you every single emotion from being stressed out, being tired, to being hurt, to being embarrassed, to being happy, mm-hmm. to celebrating. So when men choose to engage with escorts or even choose to cheat, it's because that they get allowed, they are allowed to be emotional. Yeah, yeah. So there's a freedom in that yes. anonymity. Yes, freedom in, in, in being able to engage with a stranger and just mm-hmm. drop all those pretenses and just be whoever they are. So, you know, yeah. It speaks to the, to the whole experience of not having any expectations. Yes. And I think we actually talked about this. I can't remember if it's during the last show or during the pre-show or post-show, how there is, you know, when when talking about our pasts, particularly when it's with family, family oftentimes doesn't want to let go. Whereas with a total stranger, it's so easy because there Mm -hmm. is no past. Right. Starting from that moment, this is who I am. I don't have to be anybody else. mm -hmm. And, And when you are paying someone for a service, like, the stories that I heard when I would work as an escort that they would share with me. I remember my very, very, very first client. Um, And that's going to bring me to another point, but I'm going to share this right now. Mm -hmm. My very, very, very first experience of working as an escort was an older gentleman. He was probably in his late sixties, early seventies and his wife had died Mm -hmm. and he did not want to have sex with me. He just wanted to rub his dick in between the crack of my ass. That was it. Just a little bit lube, rub his dick in between the crack of my ass. And that was it. That was it. But for him, it was like, yeah, my wife has died. And I I just from time to time want to share this space with a woman. I don't need it on a regular basis, but from time to time. I and to hear, like... He's an emotional being. Like, 
I got to see humanness working as an escort. Mm. Their humanity. So yeah, that's number five. Men are emotional beings. Love that. Okay. So. Any other questions? I don't <laughs> want to jump in. I want Andy to. Andy, you good? We ready yeah, to go? I'm good. Yeah, bring on number four. Okay. So number four, men will settle. Men will settle for the woman that looks good on paper. So the reason I picked this one is because there's a guy in Chicago and I met him randomly. He was not someone that I was planning on engaging with, but I was out with my homegirl. Oh, this story. <laughs> Sorry. I was out with my homegirl and we went to a bar. And him and his friend happened to be sitting there. And they asked us if we wanted to buy a round of shots or we were getting up to leave. And they were like, where are you going? We were like, we're, we're headed to another place. And he was like, oh, well, let's buy you a round. Like, don't leave. And we end up getting drunk. And that night going to his place and we talked about how he had to guess to have a threesome. He actually did pay us. He didn't end up having a threesome. But come to find out, like he didn't tell us that he was in a relationship. Come to find out, like while I'm engaging with him, my friend is crawling around on the floor, like going through the apartment. <laughs> oh, okay, sorry. I'm just reliving this in my brain. It was so funny. Like I'm loving this. Yeah. Awesome. Act so, it out if it helps. So walk, when we walked out and she was like, bitch, I was crawling around on the floor. I was in the closet. That bitch has some Jimmy Choo's that were so fucking gorgeous. I was like, oh my God, what the fuck just happened? But he's with this woman and I asked him later, like we exchanged numbers and we would go out to eat, meet up sometimes, hang out. And I asked him, I said, you have a girlfriend, like, what are you doing? He was like, she's great. And we fit perfectly together on paper. But I could tell that he just wasn't happy. It was like that, but, and then just kind of let awkward drop off. Mm -hmm. He settled. He settled for what looked right on paper, but he was never actually happy. I know so many men who have settled because it looked good on paper, only to wake up one morning and be like, yeah, I don't, I don't really want to be with you. And many times once they have, um, once they have settled, they have kids, then they're trapped, they feel trapped, or like, I have an ex. He's, I hope he watches this because I like talking about him. I have an ex who is married and he wanted to be with me. And I was like, well, I can't be with you if your wife doesn't fully 100% know that I'm in a situation. So he's like, but like, I really don't want to be with her. However, I've built this six, seven figure business. And if I divorce her, I'm going to have to start all over. I was like, so is it worth the super horrible sex? and the unhappy relationship and the faking it all the time and you being miserable, or is it worth your seven figure business? And clearly he's still married to his wife and I have the partner that I'm supposed to be with. <laughs> so essentially men will settle for what looks good on paper 
And once they get into that situation, most likely they won't leave. They'll just end up, if they're, if they're not men of integrity, they will end up cheating. Mm. You know, it's interesting because during this conversation, I brought up a very awesome side conversation in the chat about how our society teaches us to settle. Women and men both are almost taught to settle. You settle because you have to be in a relationship or this or that. But the problem, I would say, probably seems to be even worse with men than with women because men still have this image that they have to project, this persona that they have to maintain. And depending on which part of the culture they were raised in, it can be far worse. You know, they have to settle, they must, to please everybody else except themselves. And, and to your point, it results in yes. you making lots of money. <laughs> yes, it works out really well for escorts and for, mm -hmm. for girls. I mean, look at what happened with Ashley Madison and sugardaddies.com and seeking arrangements. Like there's a reason why these businesses, why brothels are so profitable. There's a whole reason. Essentially it's because of exactly what you said. Society says that men have to be a certain way instead of them just being who they are and finding a woman who is willing to accept them for exactly who they are. So if men were open and honest about being emotional beings, I, I would think they wouldn't settle then. If right. they, they honored their true feelings and happiness, yes. joy and connection with someone, instead of, well, this is who I should be with. That, that's, that, that would eliminate point four. If men decided and accepted that their masculinity was established at birth and they could be whoever the fuck they wanted to be, life would be much easier. Amen. Awesome. <laughs> There's another book title for you. There, boom. Yo. Right there. <laughs> Your masculinity was established at birth. Yes. You were born with a dick. Yep. You're so, Congratulations. Okay. Go be. Just be. Whoever you want to be. So my, my, the thing that I learned is that men are shame. So <clears throat> I remember it was probably my second or third experience of like taking balls. I met up with this guy and he did not ejaculate normally. So he had a condition where when he ejaculated, it didn't come out. It reverted back into his body. Hmm. And after we got done, which I thought was super awesome because there's no cleanup. Yay, I'm not covered in sperm. Woohoo! <laughs> I'm a Virgo. I have slight OCD. I hate that shit. Uh, so <laughs> I, I say that almost every day. Yay, I'm not covered in sperm. So I Yes! <laughs> so like, I was I'm like, yo... This man just needs to find a woman who has some type of OCD and hates the fucking, oh, I'm sticky now. I have to go get the warm towel and wipe myself off. Ew, can you get this shit off me? Okay, the moment's over. So he was like, I have yet to meet a woman. Like, I'm embarrassed to be with a woman because I have this condition. And he carried so much shame behind that, not realizing that the fact that he didn't ejaculate like a normal man would make 
damn near any woman excited because she did there was no cleanup afterwards like sure baby if you want to come on my face you surely can you can smack it on my face all you want to yes i don't have to get it in my hair i have to get a towel there's no essentially wet spot outside of me like instead of him seeing that in that perspective instead of him seeing the, the positives of the fact that he has this condition that he doesn't use semen he carried so much shame behind that. He was so embarrassed that he was not like a regular man mm -hmm. that he could not be in a relationship. So instead, he hired escorts. He'd go around from town to town and hire an escort. It wouldn't be on a regular basis. It would just be when he got the urge. And his shame kept him from being great. Mm. His shame kept him from love. His mm. shame kept him from deep intimacy with another human being his shame kept him trapped in this box where you he know. could actually be with another he could actually be with another person oh wow you know that is that 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 theme of shame it seems to be like a universal human condition men and women both obviously this show is devoted to talking about how men experience that but Oh man, that is, we could have a whole other show yes. <laughs> on that alone. Yes. <laughs> and you're saying that, that, that every man that, that came to see you or generally sees escorts, they're carrying some level of shame. It's not this, this one instance. Yes. Um, there was a gentleman and he wasn't even, I met him within the last couple of years. So I don't do this anymore. I, I, I don't, I have thought about it, but I don't do this anymore. <laughs> Just saying it good money um <laughs> he was a man who experienced erectile dysfunction and he felt shame behind that so he was like you know ever since my my wife and i my wife died and i've tried to date a few other women but now that i have this ed issue and i don't really know if i can connect with another woman and if i can get hard i come really quickly you know all these areas around shame and it's like bruh you are super intelligent and i met him because he was my uber driver so i was drunk as shit one night and when i'm drunk i talk to anybody I really do. Is, is that why you're drinking tonight shit. talking to us? Is that the real reason? I am. <laughs> yes, it makes it a little bit easier to talk about things, but also the <laughs> night of Valentine's, and I just feel like, you know, why not talk about cunnilingus fellatio and working as an escort? Like, sometimes you need a little bit of alcohol. But yes. my parents actually just joined us. I saw that he came in, and he will tell you, like, I literally will talk to anybody when I'm drunk. Like I, there is no person that I don't know when I am highly intoxicated. Everybody's my best friend. I love them. Mm, come back with me. Let's be buddies. Oh, I love you. And I was like, lose time. So in this space, like I, I'm, I'm, we get into this conversation, like me and my Uber driver drunk off my ass, just about people and the time and space continuum like I, I promise you my conversations will run in a totally different direction but in that space like he was like oh you're so cool and i told him you know i wanted to start this consulting firm blah 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 blah. and then he would just hit me up from time to time like hey i'll come pick you up you know um ha! yes 
um, I'll come pick you up and we'll talk. And, you know, you just say, like, I'm embarrassed. Like, do I do I go to a massage parlor because I'm scared to connect with a woman? Like, because I have E and I may not be able to get hurt. And if I do hard, I come really looking. You know, like, just this carrying of shame for him. And I just wanted him to know, like, just because you have this experience, just because you were in this space, doesn't mean that you're any less of a man, that you're any less masculine, that you're any less sexy, like sexy, like sexual intercourse is just the cherry on top of the Sunday. It's not the fucking Sunday. Mm-hmm. So yeah, men carry shame, a ton of it. And and I love it because this again seems to be going back to five, right? Emotional beings. Mm -hmm. Emotional beings. Yeah. If you're not willing to express that shame, you end up in the back of an Uber with an escort. You enter, well, I wasn't an escort, but yes, you can end up in the back of an Uber (laughs) with an escort. But if you don't deal with the shame and being an emotional being, then you'll end up settling and end up hiring an escort or getting a subject or something like that you know got it so okay number two sex is transactional and sex can heal what was that again again. (laughs) i gotta hear that sex is transactional and sex can heal yeah yes to both I have experienced both. I, I, yes. No, is it, is it usually one or the other or can it be both at the same time? It can be both at the same time. Come on, Andy, come on. (laughs) When you, that term transactional just feels very dry and just, you give me that and I'll give you this and then we leave. I know, right? But let's, let's, let's peel apart transactions, right? Transactions can be a bartering transaction. It can be a gift transaction. It can be a cash for service transaction. It can be a service for service transaction. It can be an exchange of words. People don't realize that exchanging words, a conversation is transactional because Mm -hmm. you're giving words, I'm giving words, it's a transaction. So what people, how people see sex is that, oh, well, once I have sex with a person, that transaction stops. No, you're actually having a transaction because you're exchanging pleasure for pleasure. Now, if you did not get pleasure from that situation, yo, you're losing out. Did you get a refund? You should. <laughs> get the fuck up. Like, you're not, <laughs> fuck you. No, I'm not fucking you anymore. Which I have to interject here really quick because it just reminded me of a joke, which is right along these lines, which is what is a four-letter word ending in K that means the same as intercourse? Talk. Yes. I like that. Mm-hmm. I love that. Mm-hmm. So it's transactional and it's a form of intercourse. Yes. 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 So that transaction can be sex for money mm-hmm. so it's all energy if especially for my woo-woo people who will see this yes sex and it's all energy it's all the same thing it's all energy 
So if sex is creation, sexual energy is also creative energy and creative energy also aligns with money energy. Why can't sex energy and money energy be the same damn thing? Yep. That just, I think that leaves us all speechless right now because we have to <laughs> just absorb that one. <laughs> so yeah, sex is transactional. It's 100% transactional. Either you're, you're exchanging pleasure, you're exchanging pleasure for cash, you're exchanging pleasure for a relationship, you can exchange pleasure for stability, but let's think about marriage, shall we? Most people who are in some type of marriage, a woman knows that if she sucks her husband's dick or fucks him on his birthday or when she wants something, she is going to get the money to get it. So what the fuck makes her different between an escort, a prostitute, or anybody else, or a porn star. There's no difference. The only difference is when he dies, she will acquire his property. Home that she makes it all the way to not getting divorced. In other words, sugar daddy, but with a paperwork that says that changes it to husband. Yes. A, a committed they sugar daddy. They happen to get right. tax yes. breaks. <laughs> and a tax break, yeah. And a tax break, exactly. <laughs> So sex is always uh, transactional, sugar- and sometimes it has a tax break aside to it. Sometimes it doesn't. Yes. Just one second. Give me just a minute, and I will make you another burrito, okay? All right. No, don't stand there. Go sit down and watch a movie. Thank you. Okay. Mommy. More so, transactions. Exactly. <laughs> There's an exchange there. Right. Yes, I'll make the burrito, but you have to go down. <laughs> There's um, a problem. So, and the fact that can, exactly, <laughs> sex can heal. So I, there, ha, there were many times where men would come in and we would exchange a conversation or I'd go meet a guy. The very last quote unquote sugar daddy that I had, um, he was, he was hurt in a whole lot of places. Mm. And we would talk about that hurt. And for people who are woo-woo and who really understand what sex is, like truly, truly understand what sex is, sex is a salve. It's a healing conduit. Mm. And women, being the extraordinary beings that we are, not saying a man can't do this for a woman, but women being the extraordinary beings that we are and essentially receiving, not that you can't do this and not be a woman, but the ability to receive things. There are things that women don't understand that they can do with their vagina. So essentially you can be having sex with a man and heal him by sucking out and receiving all his pain, all his hurt, all his frustration, and taking that, holding it in your vagina, and if you're still having a menstrual cycle, releasing that during your menstrual cycle. And I know that possibly blows somebody's mind, and I know I possibly might have to explain that a little bit deeper. I know, I know that not everybody believes that. 
but <clears throat> I've seen it for myself. I've done it. That you can literally heal a man from his hurt because we all come out of a vagina. So if the vagina gave you life, why wouldn't the vagina be able to heal you or kill you at any given time? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, John put in here in the comments that it happens energetically too, even when mm -hmm. fluids are not exchanged. Yeah. Yeah, sure. I get, yeah, our energy fields meet before our yeah. physical fields do. So sure. Yeah. Which is why anybody, essentially anybody can do this. Like anybody can heal another person using sex, even using their energy. And, and of course the Grammys were last night and everybody's talking about Beyonce and, and her Oshun references and all that. But in that space of honoring the woman and honoring the life bearer with her being pregnant right now, like there is so much healing that a woman can do with her energy, with her, with her heart. And you know, you guys know I talk about the three pussies. So with her brain, her heart, and with her vagina, she essentially can transform the world. So she's giving birth, a woman gives birth. We all come through the vagina to be born. Some of us C-section, but it's the same thing. A, a, a uterus and a vagina held all of us in cocoon and, and preserved our life to get here. So that means that that very thing that preserved our life can not only heal us, but it can also kill us at the same time, which is why women have to be so careful and that's a whole other topic, but yeah. So, yes. And by the way, I love it when gay men fall in love with me. I just want to say that. <laughs> I do. I do. And every time I talk to you, I just fall in love with you all over again. I, do. <laughs> I totally do. You know, my partner tells me that too. So apparently I have a gift. <laughs> you do. You totally do. <laughs> and, and so Diva, can, are all three pussies healing and receptive? Yes. Do all they? three pussies are healing and receptive. So a woman can heal a, ma heal a man with her brain and her thoughts and, and just her conversation. Because of course, a thought begin. you know, all our words, all our actions start in our brain. She can heal a man and, and or a woman. Women too, this is not a, this is just a human being thing. She can heal a person with her thoughts. She can heal a person just by loving them unconditionally. No questions asked. This is who you are. And I'm going to unconditionally give you my love. That doesn't mean that I'm, I'm going to allow you into my space all the time, but I'm going to give you love. I'm going to support you. I'm, I'm going to be empathetic, even with my boundaries. And then I can heal you through pleasure. I can heal you through the free play that we're born with. Mm -hmm. cool. And and that really the the three pussy vibe really can explain how you can be feel so intimate and loved and healed with someone and not necessarily be having intercourse too. Yep, and that's why you can be so loved and healed and give somebody payment for it. We pay coaches. Coaches use their brains and their hearts. So what's wrong with using? our genitalia for the same thing. Nothing wrong with it. Go sit down, ma'am. Hi, baby. Hi, baby. <laughs> Go sit now, down. Now there's something wrong. Uh, okay. 
be back in a minute. You know, <laughs> trying, trying, this is the most interesting space of life because you go from talking about dick and pussies to, okay, baby, go sit down and watch Dory. You know, like it's, it's the most interesting thing ever, ever, ever. Okay, and this leads me to the number one thing that I learned by working as an escort. Men get lonely and need love too. Amen to that. And, and, and is that a surprise to some men? Yes. Wow. Especially when they run into somebody who is just chill. Like, she's not like, okay, just come on and get it over with, which there are some women like that. But when a woman gives a man the whole experience, they don't realize how, even if it's an hour, they jump up and they have like, they feel good and they slept well the night before and it's like yeah well this woman just came in and gave her all your pussy gave you all her pussy i mean you know like men don't admit when they get lonely yeah. men want to admit that they need someone to be a soft landing space for them that will just Hold them and love them like mama used to do or like mama didn't do that they've never experienced ever in life. Mm -hmm. So yeah, those are the five things that I learned working as an escort. Excellent. Thank you very much for sharing them. Um, You're welcome. Yeah, I mean, some I might have guessed at, some I certainly wouldn't have. So uh, <laughs> thank you for your research. You're welcome. I do have more tips for you guys. So I figured Valentine's Day coming up, mm -hmm. why not the Vixen Goddess, who had worked as an escort, who enjoys women and enjoys men, and has learned wonderful tips from her partner on how to eat pussy and put them to the test herself. <laughs> um, <laughs> so this is a master's class. Yes, this is, this is, this is my extra stuff, and I'm going to run through these really, really quickly. So I'm gonna kind of combine them together, but I'm also gonna run through these really fast. So, okay, first, if you're going to give really great oral sex, really, really great oral sex, you have to be in love with the dick or the pussy. Like you just have to love it. If you can't love it, you cannot give really great oral sex. Like you have to damn near worship the very essence of the fact that you get to partake in this beautiful, amazing experience of oral sex. Mm. So it's not something you can fake. You can't just go at this well no. half-heartedly. You got to love the dick and you got to love pussy. Like, you got to love it. You got to worship it. Talk to it. Say wonderful mm. things. If you don't go, sit down. Thank you. Talk to it and say wonderful things. <laughs> or tell it to go sit down. Yeah, I, I would listen. <laughs> <laughs> that could not have been a better <laughs> insert right there. <laughs> Welcome to my life. You guys to see the very inside of Diva Logan behind the Vixen Goddess. I really am a mom. You really gave random shit. Okay. So, dick and pussy worship needs to happen. Welcome to my life. I talk about sex, <laughs> and at the same time, I save choking children. Mm -hmm. By the way, we have another T-shirt idea for you. Look in the chat. 
Oh gosh, what's the t-shirt idea? <laughs> I don't, I don't even... Dick the pussy oh. worship needs to happen. Oh gosh, did Don come up with that? Because that yes, sounds like something did. Don would say. That's <laughs> totally Don. Yeah, Dick and Percy, Dick, Dick and Pussy worshiper. That could be a whole on everything. So I have to give credit where credit is due. I don't know if my partner is still on here, but he's the one who talks about how he loves to have his dick worshipped and, and I worship his dick. So this is where it, relationships, it all plays a part into what I do. So well, yeah, yeah, okay. I, I thank him for his research. Yes. Absolutely. For contributing to, yes. He contributes to the Diva Logan experience. <laughs> all right. So, okay. So for my ladies who want to deep throat, this is my tip for my ladies who want to deep throat. You have to stick your tongue out and breathe through your nose. I could have told you that too. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I was hoping you would help me out. On... I can totally help you on that one. <laughs> I was hoping you would help me out on these dick, the fellatio tips. I appreciate I'd your life so much. To continue, no problem. Yes. <laughs> and, and we thank you for your research as well, Apio. Sure Oh, happy Valentine's Day, everyone. (laughs) Indeed. (laughs) So, and I realize women don't necessarily understand, so I'm going to give you an example. So you stick it all the way out. You want to try and touch your chin with your tongue and breathe through your nose. Okay. So here's a little tip to help you get over that gag reflex. You can practice this before you decide to put it into practice. I don't suggest you try and do this tomorrow. If you are watching this tomorrow, I know. Like, unless you have not practiced the gag reflex, you don't want to throw up, which I have a very special story, which I will share with you guys after we get off this call about, (laughs) yes. So if you take your toothbrush when you're brushing your tongue and stick your tongue all the way out and breathe through your nose and brush the back of your tongue, it will help you with your gag reflex. I've done it. Anything that I tell you today, I have personally done myself. So I am giving you personal, including in pussy, ladies, okay? I like pussy from time to time. Right. I'll just add something there really quick as well. As you're using your, you make sure that you are also using your tongue. Make sure that you are also using the tongue fully and completely. Okay, I was gonna, I, I forgot that I've had a little bit of wine and See, I told y'all I get really friendly. Okay. Hey, no holds barred on this, on this podcast. Diva Logan uncut. All right. So speaking of uncut, speaking of uncut. Perfect segue. Perfect yeah. segue. Sensation for uncircumcised versus circumcised men. Is there another way? Which way? What do you mean, Don? Is there another way for what? Before I jump into uncut. I know I'm never uncut, you know? I am, I be trying to act like I have. I want you to actually live naked, isn't that your thing? It is, right. well, I, if, you know naked. what? If society was a, would allow me to, I would walk around naked all the time. Um, okay, just, can you give me a minute? I'm almost done. Just go watch whatever is coming on next after Finding Dory. How about that? Okay. See my light. Okay. So, um, no, there is there. I try, I try to tone things down for certain people because I know me being one, 100% fully myself can like 
punch people in the face and and make them very uncomfortable. So I try to take that into account and still try and, you know, tone it down maybe just a little bit. Like if I was standing in front of my mother, only my mother, you know, even if I was standing next to Michelle and Barack, I would probably still be the exact person. Like, yeah, I know. Fuck, be good. you having the best sex of your life right now. How's it out of the world? So <clears throat> there are differences in tip number five. If your man is uncircumcised versus circumcised, he has different sensations and there are different tips that you need to use, different techniques you need to use versus an uncut man versus a cut man. So an uncut man, you actually have to do less work than you would have to do for a circumcised man because an uncircumcised man still has all the nerve endings. They have not been removed with his foreskin. So ladies, a quick tip. If your man or a gentleman, if your man is uncircumcised, keep the skin pulled forward even if he's hard and just stick the tip in and lick the tip of his dick. It works every single time. It will cut your fellatio time in half and get you faster to the point of cunnilingus or mutual fellatio or sex if you do that just one thing. Just lick the inside with the sensation in there. It's extra great. If he's circumcised, there is a little point underneath the little mushroom, I like to call it the mushroom, underneath the mushroom where the skin initially attached to the penis. I want it, that's not perineum, it's called the perineum. It starts with F. I can't remember the exact name. Anyway. I can't remember it either. That little space is like, that's where all the nerve endings are right there. If you lick that space consistently, if you apply consistent pressure to that space, he will come faster. However, if you want to stop his orgasm when he starts and then slow it, thank you, thank you, boo. If you stop, if you push on that space, um, when he's about to orgasm, it will slow his orgasm down and you can take back control and take him to another level. So that's my little sensation anything else you'll have to pay me for to get the rest of my tips and so my last tip for fellatio is make sure that it's wet and sloppy so i know that we as ladies don't necessarily or gentlemen don't necessarily want to take like from pornography videos it kind of you know not everybody's down with it but essentially you want to make fellatio as wet as possible especially if he is a heterosexual male, because your vagina is wet, so you need to make your mouth just as wet as your vagina. And so essentially what happens is, and I know this happens with non-heterosexual couples as well, when you're being fellatio, a lot of spit can build up your mouth. I don't know if that happened to me, pussy. It hasn't happened to me, but I don't know if that happened. So you essentially almost like this wad in the back of your mouth of just like spit, just Ladies, gentlemen, just open the sides of your mouth just a little bit and just let it roll on out. It's going to feel gross as fuck. You're going to feel a little bit slow when it happens. You're just going to be like, oh my God, I just want to wipe my face. This is so gross. And you'll end up with spit on your nose and shit and on your chin. You may end up with it on your chest. But making that sensation as moist as possible moves the orgasm along so much faster because really 
we've all had a situation. I don't care if you are heterosexual or homosexual, pansexual or otherwise, where it has gotten a little bit too dry, a little bit too quick. And that does not feel good for anybody. I'm just saying. So those are my tips for fellatio. For cunnilingus, I'm gonna rush right in here. Suck on the clitoris. I know people, I know a lot of men just, and women don't necessarily wanna look at the clitoris as a small penis, but that's exactly what it is. And when you suck on it just right, it will grow and it will elongate. So yes, suck on the clitoris. Take your time. Just a second. You know, okay. Suck on your, suck on the clitoris. <laughs> <laughs> the best interview ever. While finding Dory. Yeah. <laughs> That's where Finding we're Dory, Sarah and Buck. She's snagging oh my, my deodorant. Ask, ask me about tortillas. Like. Real life, people. Real, this is. I lost my water. I'm all hot now. Like I was just talking about clitorises and then I have to explain to my three robe. <laughs> yes. Okay. So take your time and enjoy the vagina. It's, it's, it's eating pussy is, is, um, <laughs> I was say, we just got a comment. These that says, comments I, in the I, chat. Oh my gosh. I can never watch Dory with the same innocence. So that's what's breaking Clitoris. up. Clitoris and tears, yes. Best thing ever. Tacos and eating pussy. As a woman, a pussy who enjoys her pussy being eaten and tacos, I say that's the best night ever. Go with that. Okay, so take your time. Eating pussy is a marathon. It's not a sprint. It is not something that, it's not the same like sucking dick. It's not like a get through it quickly, not saying that you should move through sucking sucking dick quickly but eating pussy is really truly a marathon we have like 50 million nerve endings in our vagina and we want to fill them all at the same time so take your time okay finding the g-spot it's real gentlemen <laughs> ladies it's so you want to take either your first two fingers or your two middle fingers you want to stick your fingers into the vaginal opening and the G-spot feels different than the rest of the vagina. So the rest of the vagina is very smooth and the G-spot is ribbed. It feels like a ribbed condom. You can tell the difference. If you begin to put pressure on that, if you begin to, you just do this movement of the come hither. It's easier with the, these two fingers versus these two fingers, but you get better stability with these two fingers versus these. If you just, Tell her to come here and just, you know, just coax the, coax the orgasm out of her. And while sucking on the clitoris, she probably will squirt. Okay, give attention to the entire vagina. The outer labia, the inner labia, the clitoris, the, the folds and skin, the entire space, the entire space, the vaginal opening down below it just everything suck on everything we have nerve endings they make us happy yes eating good pussy will get cooked breakfast in the morning okay um pay close attention to how she's moving um if she if if you're sucking on her clitoris and she pulls back and she jumps 
that jump may be out of pain and it may be out of pleasure. So, so make sure that you're paying attention to that. Make sure you pay attention to whether her legs are shaking or she's pushing your head away or her body arcs in a painful type way. If you pay attention to all of that at the same time while you're giving oral stimulation to a woman, because we have so many nerve endings, it can be painful, it can be pleasurable, it can be both. So also asking questions. If she moans, paying attention to where her hand moves, paying attention to what she say, you literally have to be a multitasker. And I know that may be difficult for some people to do, but essentially that's what you have to do. So yeah, those are my Sonkanalingas and the five things I learned from being an escort. There you go. There you have it. Beautiful. So, and, and I would invite everyone to use all the tips shared to the end. Don't necessarily take on, you know, carrying your shame and not feeling your emotions. Those aren't tips to live your life by, right? No. Exactly. Cool. You know, I was going to say that. This is <laughs> any, anybody that knows me. If this tonight, they learned a few more things about me and <laughs> what parts of the conversation I won't go to. So. Yeah, that's why I smartly muted myself a lot more than normal. <laughs> I was I was like, like, you you and Diva run with this. <laughs> <laughs> I have no problem being fully out there, fully authentic. <laughs> so it's been fun for sure. Cool. So again, I, I, Diva, I love your your openness, your honesty, your you're willing to live naked putting it all out there. Um, again, we, we, we appreciate it. I know you've had, we've had a lot of people here tonight live. We have a lot of people listening to this till the end of time, utilizing your tips to better their lives. Yes, and, and, and I'm glad to share because there's, while you have a lot of people who are sex positive, you don't have a lot of people who are really just being honest about it. Like, this is just what it is fuck you if you feel some type of way about it like this is me this is what I enjoy and this is my life I'm not being anybody other than who I am this is an act this is literally what I do and talk about every day and yeah I'm glad to share I know that this is my gift and I've embraced it wholeheartedly and I have people in my life who support me and embrace me exactly the way that I am awesome so what's the best way for people to get in touch with you if they want to work with you, find out your other offerings or something like that? Well, you can find me on my personal Facebook page, Diva Logan. Um, I don't, I think my picture, my profile picture is of me and it says Diva means the divine one. So find me there. You can find me on the Vixen Goddess, Diva Logan, the Vixen Goddess, my um, business page on Facebook. Um, you can find me on Instagram at Diva the Goddess. You can find me on Twitter at Diva the Goddess. Um, and I'm redoing my website. My, I haven't had a chance to really get in there and jump in there and really rework it. But I um, will be launching, relaunching my website. Um, and also, I'm doing a brand new boot camp starting tomorrow called the Vixen Goddess Camp. It's going to start on the 27th of this month. So ladies, if you are ready to be that vixen goddess, I'm gonna take you really fast, really quickly. It will be something that will be ongoing. Um, so yeah, that's how you can find me. Right. And will people people interested in the boot camp? Is that information on Facebook? 
yes, that information will be on Facebook. I will be giving all that information tomorrow, but essentially it's four weeks. We'll be covering seduction, sexuality, <clears throat> making it your own, and then applying it to your life. So whether you're married, whether you are single, whether you're dating, whether you just have a boyfriend, any woman can take this. I do only have five spots available for this first time, but you know, it will be an ongoing thing. This is not just something that I'll be doing once. Awesome. Awesome. Well, uh, thanks again for joining us. You know, we've, we've had guests return. We've never had a guest return as quickly as we had you return. So I'm I, special, I think, Andy. I'm yes, special. you are. You yeah. are sure are. Yeah. I think yes. you had a lot of, a lot of head spinning and so now we, have more ways to spin heads. Well, look what she's done. She's made she's she's made me keep falling in love with her over and over and over again. So listen, when a gay man falls in love with you, you just have to be like, you know what? I'm on to something here. Yes, you are. I'm in love with you too, secretly. I be trying to hide my love. I, I haven't shown you exactly how much in love with you I am because I, you know I respect relationships and shit, but I just want to say the feeling is mutual. <laughs> And he just got home too, so I had to go, like, quickly go close the door because it's like making a bunch of racket there in the in the kitchen. <laughs> well, cool. Again, I want to invite everyone to to take these tips to heart, put them into action. Uh, check out the boot camp. Follow all the links. Uh, and if you're listening to this podcast, this might be one you want to watch. <laughs> so check out the video if you've been a little lost. <laughs> yes, definitely, especially with the whole kid experiment. Yeah. <laughs> So Real Men Feel will be live again next Tuesday, February 21st, 8 p.m. Eastern. We're going to be joined by a good friend of Apio and mine, um, and she's coming to us from down under. And actually kicking off, we have a series of a few Aussie guests showing up in the next few weeks. But we're going to be joined by Amanda Foy, the emotional strength trainer. Um, she promised to be as keen as mustard. So I hope that I'm good. I don't, I, I'm not familiar with that term. It's an Aussie term, I'm sure. So. <laughs> but she's going to share the anatomy of awareness. Ooh. And uh, again, we've talked about it many times that kind of any change you want to make starts with awareness. So yes, I like that. I will be paying attention. I will be tuning in for that one. Beautiful. Oh, All right. that sounds sexy. <laughs> I, I I bet you make anything you turn into sexy, diva. But. You know what? I can turn anything into a sexual experience and break it down in a sexual way. Yes. <laughs> we'll have to talk again offline. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Right. And on that note, we'll officially say goodbye and bring this to an end. Uh, have a great Valentine's Day. Have a great whenever you listen to this week. Uh, <laughs> yes. Go lick something. You know. Eat something. Okay, lick it, whatever. Something. Mm -hmm. you know. Absolutely. All right. Have a great night. Good night, guys. Bye. Thank you for listening to Real Men Feel. Until next time, visit realmenfeel.org. Join the Real Men Feel group on Facebook and share what you thought of this show. Please give this podcast a review on iTunes, Google Play, or wherever you are discovering Real Men Feel. Reach out to us at realmenfeel at gmail.com. Learn more about Andy Grant at theandygrant.com and Apio Hunter at apiohunter.com.